I'm Colin. And I'm Megan. And this is Pet Sitter Confessional, an open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Brought to you by Time to Pet. Well, hello and welcome back. Today, Michelle Sabia joins us as owner of Paws and Claws Pet Sitting, and she's done something pretty monumental. She took her business in Arizona and opened up a branch in Connecticut. She talks through what that process was like, how she handled hiring, on-the-ground management, and how she deals with it emotionally as well. I really enjoyed this conversation, so let's get started. Thanks for having me. Um, my name is Michelle Sabia. I own Paws and Claws Pet Sitting Services. We are a professional pet sitting and dog walking company based out of Cave Creek, Arizona. We um, offer professional pet sitting and dog walking uh, in the surrounding areas of Cave Creek. We're working on branching out here, slowly hiring back. Um, we are in uh, the middle of COVID, so I'm just preparing for that hopeful, you know, busy season this holiday coming up. It's August right now. Um, we also recently opened a second location in Connecticut, and I know we're going to get into that a little bit later in the interview. I'm yeah. very excited, very scared for that. I'm from Connecticut, and that's kind of where the whole pet sitting and just caring for others came from. Um, I also have a background in babysitting and, and being a nanny, and I think that um, definitely has kind of brought me to where I am having a pet sitting company and caring for animals and has given me um, just a lot of um, just what, you know, helps me be a better pet sitter and, you know, knowing how to care for others. And Yeah, and I'm really excited to talk about that expansion because that's a big, exciting move for you. And, and, yeah. your, back- <laughs> and your, your background... A little crazy. <laughs> it, 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 it is. And I, I you know, want to hear all about that. Uh, your background yeah. really, it really has been in, in caregiving. This, it really sounds like that that's really where your passion is and you've been able to nurture it in, in multiple ways over the course of your life. Yep. And then I do have experience in customer service and inside sales. So it kind of gives me a nice rounded um, just <laughs> experience. Yeah. It really and also being a people person, not just pets. I love people and I love pets. Yeah. That's a big, that's a big part in a chunk that gets missed sometimes when people go mm-hmm. into, Oh, I want to care for pets. Well, you've also have to be able to provide that customer service and care for the humans because as mm-hmm. I've said a couple times, like I've never mm-hmm. once finished a walk and had the the dog pull out its wallet and pay me. Uh, it's always been. I human. use that now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Oh, you're welcome. It's it's just true. It's true of of being able to provide that service and meeting both needs of the the client as the dog and the client as the human. It sounds like you're able to to do that. You know, it, it, with, right. with uh, with excellence. Right. And that's really part of, um, I guess, like our, our motto or something is just providing that like exceptional care for the client's pets and then superior customer service for the client. So it's like, it's all united. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Now on your name, how did you come up with that one? And paws and claws. Not very yeah. original. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm fine with it now, but looking back, I kind of wish I spent more time on it. Um, when I came up, with the name, it was in the very, very beginning. It was before I even like knew this whole vast world of pet care professionals and all the things available to us. Mm-hmm. Um, it really just stemmed from a a, a scene in burlesque um, where the the girl got her nails done and she was late for the show and and you know her boss is angry and she's like paws and claws. Oh. So that that was that. 
if you haven't seen the show, it doesn't make any sense. But um, and then also my cat Dell, who's on our logo, she would always stretch and stretch out her nails and her claws. And I'm like, oh, look at those paws and claws. So those are my two inspirations for, for that name. <laughs> well, and that that's really cool because it makes it makes it fun. It makes it memorable for you, and it gives such mm-hmm. a, a, an attachment to it as well. And I, that's a, a that's a neat story. And you're able to incorporate your own pet into it as well. Yes, and Ozzy, my other dog, is also in the logo. So I got. My, my two babies. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And then I do have to ask because you have a really cool website domain. And how, how on earth did you get that one? Yeah, that probably goes against anything that you hear people talk about with, you know, creating your domain name. I'm not really sure, but uh, I orig- it's a recent change. I originally had Paws and Claws um, AZ.com, um, Paws and Claws, because it's such a, you know, so many companies have it across the world, it wasn't available as a domain name. So I put AZ there again, not thinking I was going to expand. Luckily, I didn't, you know, put in my company name, anything like limiting me to the location or anything like that. But when I searched for a domain name, I wanted to switch to that was the pause and clause or anything like that wasn't available. So I, I just thought, why don't I just do like what we offer our services and I tried a bunch of different things. There were some that were for sale for like thousands of dollars. And then I typed in yourpetsitterdogwalker.com and it was available. <laughs> so I just got that one. Well, and it fits, as you mentioned, like it, it explains exactly what you do. It's like it's written on the label and it, it helps you span different locations is what, you know, one right. of the things that you were after of, okay, if I'm going to be in two separate, two wholly separate states, it keeps right. you know, branding a little bit more consistent and keeps messaging kind of on point. On your website, too, you also have this really cool phrase, heart-centered pet sitter. I, I absolutely love that. And I would like for you to explain kind of what that means to you and where that comes from and, and how it impacts the service that you provide. Thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, I like that term. Um, I think it just kind of in in itself just like defines what this industry really should be about. It's really what I'm passionate about. Um, It's, you know, it's how I, it's how I want to be the type of person I want to be. I want to live life, you know, basically like through my heart. (laughs) Like I want to follow my heart. That's what I'm trying to say. I want to follow my heart. I want to do the right thing. I want to be a good person. I want to, um, just be as caring as I possibly can. I want to be open and, you know, have compassion. I can't really say anything else. Uh, you know, just somebody who has a, you know, a good conscience and good morals. And, and that's who I want to strive to be every, every day. So it's kind of like waking, it's not just with pet sitting, of course, that's a huge part of it. But it's just, when you leave your your meet and greet or when you leave your pet sitting visit, you continue that mindset of being a good person and and you know following your heart like your your heart is the one that's leading what that tells me is that it's both a personal and a business statement yes, in one absolutely right? Right. and so you're you're really merging these two and going yes, I, I want my business to reflect my personal values. So that yep. I'm I'm consistent in that people who I bring on are, are yes. can, can can buy into that as well. Absolutely, and it's it's I am the same 
all the way around. I mean, I could see you at any, you know, time or location and I'm going to be the same exact person each time you meet me. It's not an act. This is who I am. Mm -hmm. And I want uh, like, yeah, I mean, and, and even when you talk about with the people I hire, it's like, I want them to show their personalities and, um, and, and be, you know, be weird, be who you are. Let that shine through because that's what makes a really cool, diverse team. Mm -hmm. And it makes it fun for us to work because we don't have to try to be somebody else. We can be ourselves. Yeah. It's, it prevents people from trying to be robots, right? That's not what you're after in your care. Like, yes, we want the level of care to be consistent, but we also want people to have their own personality that speaks Mm -hmm. to what your business is about. Uh, being genuine with both themselves and your clients so that you can build those kind of relationships of you know, when you are talking with somebody, you're talking to to that person. That person is giving all that they can to this care so that uh, it's it's as best as it can be. Like we're dealing with people here. Again, kind of speaking back to a lot of your focus there, we're dealing with people and we want them to be able to be themselves. Also on your website, I noticed that you provide a really cool list of local pet-friendly resources, which I, th- I think is just really cool about bringing that together with the community for your, you know, as a resource for your clients. Do you have close relationships with those businesses, or is that uh, just a, a list of things that are available? Yeah, I do have a close relationship with them, um, or else I would have a lot longer of a list. <laughs> I'm just kind of <laughs> listing like any local business, anything, um, but, but they all pretty much mean something to me. Like I have the local vet on there who we have some amazing vets in this location, but that one particular is my vet and who has helped me um, with Ozzy, my dog and my logo who, you know, passed away. Um, well, I know, you know, but not everybody knows um, in, in April, April 1st. And so they've really helped me through kind of his like end of life um, plan and all of that. Um, and there's a local uh, pet shop on there and they also do grooming and and the owners and the managers and all the staff are amazing and i go in there all the time just to even say hi or bring them treats or anything like that and so you know we've become really close friends and um there's different things on there too there's um like there's a behaviorist on there and a trainer and she's a really close friend and and they all didn't start as close friends but they have all become you know really important people to me that kind of speaks to this importance of fostering those relationships. I know we 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 talk about that a lot, but to see how you mm-hmm. are going, you know, this this again is getting back to the heart centered pet center sitter of going. Right. Th- this means something to to me, and so yes. I I can incorporate that. I can build that into my business so that here again I'm being consistent across all fronts and, and building these genuine relationships with them. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And so thinking broader uh, of pet sitters across the globe, um, how important is it maybe to a pet sitter, to a dog walker, to have that connection to their local pet care community? I feel like there's so many levels to this industry. Mm. So definitely there's the local. I think that's very important. And that, that also goes into my you know, number one like suggestion for another pet care provider or whatever is making those connections and nurturing those connections, really taking the time to just um, reach out, interact with others and 
and building this like community within your yourself really um and it's not so much to get business like that should be the furthest thing from your mind it's more about just creating this relationship having somebody that you can lean on because you need as many people as you can get um to lean on and to have a support system and there's some really amazing people out there. So just locally, you know, you could start locally. Social media is amazing. Um, you could do that locally. I, I obviously with the way things are now, not everything is open or it's just limited. So it's hard to kind of pop into the local pet shop or vet or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but, but Instagram is, I mean, just, I couldn't, I couldn't function without Instagram or run, have a business without Instagram. You, you can connect with people here locally. You can connect with people all across the globe as you and Megan have. And, um, you know, because of your podcast, I've been able to even expand my group of people all, all over with, with locally in the beginning for me, it was really important because we did meet for coffee. We met in person, um, on a regular basis, um, that led me into a local pet care group. And just having the support, um, I, like many people, fell into this business and, and knew nothing. And so the people that were either figuring it out together or, or they, they, you know, they're just that much further ahead of me and they've already figured it out. And they're, everybody's so willing to help. Yeah, it's a very long-winded question. <laughs> no, I, but just do it. Just reach out. Don't feel don't feel weird or anything. I've had people not interested, and that's fine. You just move on to the next person, and that's how you create. You know, that's how you meet so many amazing people. <laughs> yeah, just just ask. Right, that's that's so huge. The worst that they can say is is no, not really right now. Uh, and right, then you, and then you move on. There's so many people to get connected to. And as you mentioned there of the real, one of the biggest, one of the most powerful aspects of that is, is yes, it's community, but it's the resources behind that. Getting the the hive mind of business owners to go, oh yeah, when I, you know, I tried what exactly what you're thinking and these are the four things that I didn't think about and that you need to do that. It really makes it so that you don't have to relearn everything, right? Because many people have experienced or are experiencing and yep. can give advice and can to speak and can speak into things that you're working through, and that just that takes a lot of weight off your shoulders to not feel like you're having to reinvent the wheel because yes. you can go, oh wow, like I-, I can still be me, I can still be my own individual, I can still do things the way I want to, but there are some things that maybe people have tried that didn't work out for this area, and I can figure right. out why didn't it work out. Um, maybe it's changed, and and allows you to just you know, brainstorm those kind of things. You also mentioned that there are many different levels to what quote unquote local co- community means. Uh, and I think Arizona has their own professional pet sitters organization, which I think is just amazing. I know uh, Meg and I included and many others would love to have something within our state or within our region. So tell us about that group and how it plays a role in your, uh, your business. Yeah. I mean, it's a great group that I met a lot of the ladies before even joining and then and then learning about it through them so learning about those connections is is how i you know was able to to hear about this group and join it um the group is it's a resource for us it's it's um it's called Arizona Professional Pet Sitters and Associates so it's not just pet sitters but it is majority pet sitters in the group 
And uh, we meet once a month and we either have like a roundtable discussion. Um, we provide a topic prior. We've actually recently... Um, so we we provided that link to your podcast. I'm a huge podcaster. Not everybody is. So I'm yeah. always pushing <laughs> different podcasts and your podcast. And, and that's a huge resource that I feel like not everybody is is utilizing. So that was my idea. Like, Hey, instead of doing like a round table topic, like we'll, we'll have them have a little bit of work to do prior to the meeting, listen to the podcast and then bring your comments or anything like that. Um, to, and we're doing zoom meetings now, obviously, but we used to meet in person at a restaurant. It was just a way to get us kind of break away from our schedule. Um, a lot of the pet sitters are uh, like sole proprietors. So they're doing the majority of the services themselves. It can be difficult to meet in person, but it was a way to kind of pull them away from their uh, their their visits and and just a chance to socialize, have a good meal, whatever. And then we also have guest speakers um, that come, and, yeah, and in anywhere from other pet sitters to accountants to trainers. Um, one of them we had a specialist from like a herbal logical place um and she taught she couldn't bring any of the animals but she talked about you know their snakes and their lizards and their crocodilians and, and tortoises and and all of that and just taught us um because that's part of pet sitting is taking care of those reptiles and those different animals and we don't know usually know a lot about them so it's just providing that extra you know layer of knowledge and resources um, and then also just being a support person. Um, we we like to vet everybody um, that joins the group because we also provide a website to the public to be able to just, they're looking for a pet sitter in Arizona, they can type in their zip code and then, you know, whoever does that area will pop up. Wow, that sounds like a really amazing resource and just so cool to be able to bring everybody together. And, you know, while it's probably not as fun to not be able to meet in person, Meeting mm-hmm. online does make it easier for people, mm-hmm. probably more people to join than would have been able to beforehand. So that kind of a, is, a, is an interesting bonus, I guess, from the, the, the new way of operation. Right. I, I think the big question out there, the big topic, and we've alluded to it a couple times here, is that you've made a really big leap in service area <laughs> recently. Uh, <laughs> you, you've moved from Arizona and now operate in Connecticut. And I and you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but why did you decide to expand there specifically? There specifically because that is where I'm from, and a lot of my family and friends are still there. It really started as a dream that I've had ever since we moved to Arizona. Um, at first, moving here, it was exciting. It was you know new friends, which is scary. It's a new place. Um, it's just so different. It's it's beautiful in its own way, but it is, I mean, like so opposite from Connecticut. And I just, I've, I've always, I've just never been able to let that go. I love Connecticut so much. I love new England, the trees, um, the seasons might be a little tough for me, especially now being in Arizona for so long, but I, I am a huge history buff. I love being on just the ground of really old, places and old buildings. I love brick. We don't have brick here. I love trees. We don't really have trees here, but we have amazing things here too. But so just having like, my heart is just part of it. Stay there. Part of it is here. And my dream had always been to somehow make it back to Connecticut 
Um, and, and, and this just kind of, uh, made it possible. I mean, at first it really was a dream. It was something I would joke about with my family. And, you know, when I started this business, I started, I opened here in Cave Creek in 2016. Before that, I did do a lot of um, pet sitting for friends and neighbors and that sort of thing, but never really took it seriously. Never thought it could, it could turn into anything. And then when it did in 2016, that's when that seed was planted and thinking like, wow, this actually might be possible. And, and I just put it on the back burner and it stayed there on the back burner, but I never stopped thinking about it. I never stopped dreaming about it. And that's where, that's where it did start though, with making those connections. Again, social media is amazing. Um, Facebook and Instagram. So I made those connections with people in Connecticut, other pet sitters and everything. And, um, and then now just recently, I mean, it just, the opportunity kind of presented itself and, and I mean, when all logic said no, I, I leaped. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, yeah, it's, it just seems like such a big monumental task and I, I can't even wrap Mm -hmm. my head around doing that. So maybe break down a few of the steps or thought processes Mm -hmm. that you went through as you move towards that goal. Yeah. And I know you guys mentioned recently that you were thinking about moving to a new location or something. So, so drop <laughs> I heard all that of, and I was like, oh. So, so drop all of the details here so I can just copy and paste it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, it really does start with a dream. Okay. <laughs> and that Check. seed is planted. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> I'm really breaking it down here. Right. Um, <laughs> But really starting those, creating those connections, reaching out, um, interacting with people. I mean, you could definitely reach out and kind of state what you're thinking about, but even just kind of, you're like the creeper behind the scenes, just kind of like peeking behind the tree or something. So you're really just, (laughs) really in the beginning, you're just observing everything and you're soaking it all up. Um, For me, I was able to take it very slow. So in 2016, that's what I did. I just, I, I befriended different people. I followed different people on Instagram. Instagram is obviously much bigger than it was in 2016, you know, now, and so many more people are now joining Instagram. So just follow as many companies as you can and just follow their posts, comment, um, like, interact as much as you can, but then also get connected to the community. So um, this one I actually learned from Dan's pet sitting is really getting involved in the community of social media and everything. So restaurants, I mean, restaurants is really a big thing, but just by interacting with not only the, the fellow pet sitters in that area, but just also with local businesses. Right. Um, and it's so easy now where I literally can connect with vets, pet boutiques, restaurants, um, you know, day, doggy daycares, realtors here in Arizona, and I'm interacting with them in Connecticut, and I'm creating those relationships here. Yeah, and and little by little they grow. You know, these connections do turn into relationships. Recently, I was asked to help mediate a couple of uh, Facebook. Connecticut Facebook groups. And yeah, I mean, if you can do that, that's another way to get (laughs) one is one is pet related. And then one is just 
local businesses in Connecticut. I hired an accountant to, you know, get everything set up in Connecticut. Um, that was tricky because in the beginning when I started here in Arizona, like many of us, I didn't realize I was starting a business. I think it's easier to start and have a business here in Arizona just uh, based on how the laws are. So that was... And I knew going into it, it was going to be trickier in Connecticut. Also, what was tricky for me is we just recently made the the leap to employees um, here in Arizona as well. Mm-hmm. And that is still um, a really just scary leap, um, but exciting. I know it's going to be worth it. Um, and being able to create that team, I mean, it has, it, it will allow me to create the team that like I envision, mm. um, I see, you know, it's, it's just, you can't so much. Right. Um, so yeah, definitely hire an accountant to help you set up there, um, you know, with your business and learn the laws and fill out all the forms and know what websites to go to. Um, it's definitely an investment. I'm very fortunate to have a lot of family and friends there. So my cousin, uh, my cousin is a doggy daycare director at um, at one there in our service area in Connecticut, hmm. and we had talked about it years ago about having her be, you know, work for me there, but it just never was the right time. So she is, you know, my my person there in Connecticut. She's really helped me get started there. She brought on our first client. So we have our first official client <laughs> in Connecticut. Yes. And it's, it's um, a regular three day a week dog walk, which is awesome. And then also having family there has allowed me uh, to open a business because you do have to physically be there. Right. So they have allowed me to, you know, act as my person physically being there. <laughs> yeah. Throughout that process, you're overcoming some of the local laws. You're relearning, it sounds like, how to open a business in a completely new area. But you do mm-hmm. have that connection with the community because your family members and that long, slow build that you've been working yes. on that throughout over the years. What what other obstacles did you have to overcome, uh, maybe seen and unforeseen along the way? That really is just getting out of my own way um, and and letting go of my own kind of fears and ideas that I have about opening there. Hmm. The fact that it is so far, like that doesn't make a lot of sense, I'm sure, to a lot of people, but I wouldn't be where I am today if I listened to what most people, you know, what their opinions are and everything. So it's really just a matter of just letting go of the fears and my expectations of it and just kind of diving in. And, and, and then also reminding myself that I have a really good support system. So I'm not jumping in this alone um, and leaning on the support system that I have and not, not being afraid to make mistakes and ask questions and ask, yeah, ask for help. So I think that's just the biggest thing is just getting out of my own way and going for it. I mean, it just, it just felt like the right time. It just kind of, it, it was almost like I was just guided through the whole thing without actually doing it myself, as strange as it sounds. <laughs> but I think that means it was the right time because I had been thinking about it for years and it never felt like a possibility ever. Yeah. And with that support system, with the the help that you had gathered and all the research and all that mm-hmm. work ahead of time, when it came time to push the button to go, mm-hmm. it, it probably did feel like you're like, oh, this is just 
this is quote unquote just happening. Well, but there mm-hmm. were there was years of work there and a huge support team, you know, from the accountant right. from the accountant down to the, the family members that you had in the community and mm-hmm. all those relationships in between that made it seem quote unquote you know e- easy or at least mm-hmm. you know just it just happened, right? I I can't think of another yeah. way to say that of like I oh know. I, I just started a business in Connecticut. Well, you know, <laughs> there was a long lead up to that, and so all that planning, all those thought processes, everything put in place, made that process probably more smooth than if you just woke up today and went, "Yep, I have, let's do this." Like I don't, I just, yeah. you know, this was a dream that came to me. Uh, we're, let's let's try and figure this out. Yeah. That's so funny, <laughs> but it's true. People, that's probably why I get all the weird looks when people ask me like, well, what made you decide or how did you do it? I'm like, I just did it okay. <laughs> they, because people don't see what's happening behind the scenes. And like, for me, uh, maybe it's an artistic, you know, process, but hmm. everything is being processed behind the scenes in my head. And then it seems like I'm procrastinating or it seems like things are happening really fast, but they're really not. It's all already happening in my head for quite some time. Just, we all just have a different way of of planning and processing, and I'm a little messy about it, but eventually it works out. <laughs> and that, that's that's a good reminder too of we talk about these kind of moves, these kind of things, expansion, and so to be mm-hmm. really careful about not comparing the way you're doing it to the way somebody mm-hmm. else is. And vice yes. versa, right? Not not looking at somebody going, "Wow, what are they, what on earth are they doing?" I have, you know, what? Yeah, are, be, because everybody does. That will process. stop you. Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll stop you out of fear, out of anxiety. It will um, it'll just put a lot of barriers between mm-hmm. between you when you start comparing yourself and how you're doing it. Going, oh well, you know, looks like they 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 just did this over over the course of a day. Uh, this just seems mm. like it's taking me forever. Well, mm-hmm. that person most likely. <laughs> was doing it over the course of a very long time too. It's just from the outside, we don't see those things going on. Have you heard about Time to Pet? Doug from Bad to the Bone Pet Care has this to say. Time to Pet has made managing my team and clients so much easier. Our clients love the easy-to-use app and scheduling features, and our sitters love being able to have all of their information organized and easily accessible. My favorite feature is the instant messaging. By keeping conversations on Time to Pet, we are able to monitor our team and ensure nothing ever falls through the cracks. If you are looking for new pet sitting software for your business, give Time to Pet a try. As a listener of Pet Sitter Confessional, you'll get 50% off your first three months when you sign up at timetopet.com slash confessional. You mentioned you were able to bring on a family member to be your person on the ground there in Connecticut. Um, mm-hmm. What has staffing up look like or structuring that new area? How are you going, how do you plan or envision Connecticut looking? Not only is it a new area, it's a really weird time right now. Again, we're still in the middle of COVID. I feel like it is just dragging on so long this year I feel it is like on its way to be over which is crazy mm. so it all it's it's new here in Arizona and it's it's very new in Connecticut what I like about Connecticut is it, it feels like a clean slate like I really need a clean slate right now because I feel so discouraged because of the pandemic it's given me hope just having that that fresh start there but I started, I I staffed up there 
pretty much just like I'm staffing up here in Arizona. We, we, we pretty much with our ICs, we didn't have any more work for them. Not having that, the, the pet sitting work has allowed me to spend a lot of time on my business. Like a lot of time. I definitely did go through a rough time where I, I barely did any business. I did the bare minimum. Um, and then, and then my dog died and then I really allowed myself to do like nothing and just mope around and cry every single day. But, um, then I got motivated. Uh, I joined a couple of, of, um, like membership groups that support, you know, being a business owner and one of them supports the pet sitting industry, again, making more connections, learning more. Um, learning more about having an employees, um, having access to an employee manual and a training guide, and then spending a lot of time on um, kind of uh, restructuring or editing it to be more specific to my company. And um, but most of the work was done, and it was all legally done with an HR person and an accountant. So I didn't have to worry about all of that. <clears throat> but it is still a lot of work on top of that. And then, um, and then working with my accountant on, um, switching to employees and then (laughs) it's really hard hiring and creating ads and everything. So I was able to recruit and hire some people, um, here and in Arizona. So I hired my cousin and then, uh, it must've been through just an ad. Um, I hired another lady in Connecticut. So we have two officially you know, trained, ready to go in Connecticut. And then, and then we've got four here in Arizona. So I'm kind of, you know, taking a pause on that because it is, a, it's really draining um, recruiting and hiring and training and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> and again, <laughs> you learn a lot. So it's like, you just kind of have to go, you just kind of have to go through it and then take a break and then you can, and then you can get back on track again. <laughs> So hiring employees here and Connecticut at the same time, it actually, like, it just, it taught me what I, how I want to structure it was being team collaborated, like what Natasha says. So really putting the focus on us working as a team, we collaborate together. So I, um, I created an account on Slack and we're able to, as a team, internally communicate and ask questions together. I mean, even, you know, here in Arizona and Connecticut. So it's like really right now, everything is so virtual. Yeah. It almost doesn't even feel like we're in different states, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure that must feel really weird to, to know that your employees separated by many, many miles uh, are, are working together and solving yes. problems together. Uh, yeah. And, and that, that, I can see where you'd be able to pop in and you'd have no idea that these people were separated by extremely different time zones and locations and, and rules and regulations, all that kind of stuff. But they're still being able to collaborate and come and solve problems. Yes. Yeah. And on there we have like the welcome page. This I got from Liz Illig. She does Slack for her memberships Mm -hmm. and any new person we'll do like a welcome and they just do a little like, Hey, I'm Michelle. And just kind of talk about yourself and what you like. And, you know, I'm happy to be here thing. And so then that introduces to the rest of the team and then they can just, they just talk and get to know each other. It's awesome. On your, on your join the team section of your website, you have a statement that says applicants must be responsible, driven, 
honest, and able to work independently. How do you go about screening and looking for that in a new hire, especially remotely? Um, I've been lucky to have most of my people be more referrals. So either I know them personally or they're a referral of somebody who I know and trust. And I've been fortunate with that. Um, we don't have a lot of of employees right now. So I know this this will, um, in the future, be something that I, I really need to maybe practice. Because, yeah, the whole hiring process is really crazy. I mean, it just it takes a special person just to get through the application, following directions, filling out the application properly. You kind of set it up in a way so that <laughs> it's like, this is from Kristen Morrison, but she says on her application, she'll ask list three words that you know best describe why you're a great pet sitter or something like that. And and a lot of people will list out three sentences or you know five words or they don't follow the directions. And in, in being a pet sitter, that is like one of the most important things is to follow directions on what the you know the owners are are telling you and then what your boss mm-hmm. is telling you to do um also not flaking on the interview <laughs> i mean there's yeah you, you schedule an interview and then they're just not there <laughs> it's like the weirdest thing <laughs> um people who you think are like going to be really really awesome pet sitters who work out of that and they just flake on the interview it's crazy mm-hmm. um and then also having a list of interview questions having a lot of what if scenarios um you can really learn a lot about a person obviously asking them questions and and there's not really a right or wrong answer it's just kind of listening uh, it's listening to them like i like to do it either in person or now we do it on zoom so just kind of watching them you ask them the question and then you just watch and listen mm-hmm. and then you you just kind of soak it in and and you can really just see what type of person they are and and usually i'll know instantly yes or no mm. i mean occasionally there's been like one or two people I'm like, I'm just not really sure. Like they seem really good, but, and then you just kind of have to think on it. And then eventually the answer is right in front of your face. And you're like, "Eh, it's a no. If it's not a yes, it's a no. (laughs) (laughs) So going through that, um, I mean, it just, it weeds a lot of people out. It, it, not a lot of people make it to the interviewing process. I don't Mm. know what it is. I mean, maybe that's something I need to rethink. And then you do the typical background check and the reference check. And um, and then you can even... I know some pet sitters that take them on. Um, they, they take them along with them on like a day, like, you know, a, a day of a few pet sitting visits and just have them shadow you or just or or see how they interact with the animals. Um, I think you mentioned that you meet them at a dog park or something, and then you can see how they interact with the the animals and and just being around people in public or something like that. Yeah, that was, and, and that was something too that um, Doug mentioned on one of his Oh, episodes. it was Doug, okay. Yeah, that, that he liked to do because then he could see, okay, how are they interacting with the people, these you know strangers in the area? How are they mm-hmm. interacting around strange dogs uh, and just kind of stepping back and observing? Uh, and so mm-hmm. I think, yeah, you could do both. You could have them, okay, you're going to shadow me for a day uh, so that we can both see like, is this something you really want? Uh, and you can, and I can see how you're reacting uh, and take yep. them to, you know, just throw them into a situation and go have at it. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. And I've had one girl who I thought would be an awesome candidate, make it all the way through the interview process. We did a shadow um, where she came with me on a pet visit. I got, you know, permission from the client prior Mm -hmm. and, and it seemed great. And then we left, I said, I'd, I'd be in touch with, you know, the next step or something. And then she reached out and she said, it's just not the right time. And, Mm -hmm. and that was it. I mean, it just, I don't know. (laughs) It's hard. (laughs) It is, but it's like, it is so good to know that before yes. people sign paperwork, right? Because, yes. because then you know, oh, I've got to start this whole process again. I've got to go dig through this stuff. Oh, I've got to place. Knowing, just allowing someone just, okay, we're going to peek behind the, these curtains for a little bit into the, the life, the day in the life of, of a pet sitter. Uh, is this mm-hmm. something you really want? That, that way, you know, okay, that in and of itself is a screening step or can be at least for some people. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so many people don't, don't realize, I guess, what goes into being like a professional pet sitter. I mean, I never did either. Right. But yeah. it would surprise a lot of people. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and, and so for people who are listening, and maybe they're thinking about hiring, one of the things that you know, when your steps that you listed out there is, it's not necessarily exactly what you ask or the qualities, but you're looking at a lot mm-hmm. of these just responses. Did the yes. person follow directions? Like, I love that. List three words. And if they start writing a huge paragraph, like that should, that should be a, fl- a red flag. Like maybe you can weed out for other things, but that's mm-hmm. a very simple direction. And if they aren't following that or choose to blatantly disregard it and go, I'm going to do this one thing, like that should tell you a lot about yes. that person's character. And so don't get mm-hmm. hung up necessarily on, oh, did I craft the exact question the way I wanted it to? Just yep. look at how people are responding to them and read body language and all those other kind of things too. Yeah. And then also looking for that person to take initiative and, and like show independence. I mean, usually everybody that I have hired has taken initiative from the start or they ask questions. I mean, if you don't understand something, ask a question like communication. I'd rather them ask a million questions then none at all. Like to ask as many questions as you need to and take that initiative. Yeah, because that shows that they're they're genuinely trying to understand exactly what needs to happen. Because yeah, mm-hmm. I, you would rather a- ask me a million questions and get it right versus mm-hmm. not asking questions and possibly get it wrong and, and, right. and wind up and wind up in a situation where nobody wants to be. Right. And that that needs to continue with the clients. If you mm-hmm. have questions for the clients about well, what did you mean here and don't just you know everybody raise their pets differently or they feed them differently like every pet you're taking care of is completely different it comes with its own long list of things mm. and it's like over communication is better than none at all just right. just over communicate i would much prefer the pet sitters to over communicate. And yesterday I was training one of our new girls on a dog and she's like, it looks, is she a rescue? It looks like there's a scratch under her eye or a scar. And I was like, oh, I think it's just eye goopies because we were swimming. And she's like, no, it's a scar. So we messaged the owner and we're like, we noticed the scar in the eye and, you know, pointing those things out to the owner and the owner explained what happened. It was like, like a dog fight basically at one of the other pets like pet sitter that was um taking care of the dog or something Mm. (laughs) and and yeah i mean that's really scary too um but just yeah over communicating or just saying like oh i noticed uh um the the light was left on did you mean to do that i mean just any little thing i would say 
if you go ahead, and, if you're questioning it, you need to bring it up to the client. And then thinking about the structure that you have uh, in Connecticut, what role are you playing in the day-to-day operations of the new location? For Connecticut, I mean, it's just everything except for doing the physical in-person meet and greets and the pet sitting and dog walking visits. This is another um, opportunity for me to take a step away from the, I hate saying that, but take a step away from doing the actual services myself and the pet sitting and the in-person meet and greet. My goal is to have this company grow. And I know it's not physically possible for me to do all of the pet sitting and the in-person meet and greet. So just um, getting it to a point where I, um, I'm going to quote Kristen Morrison again, is like getting out of the belly of the ship into the captain's chair. I, I mean, I can't run a business if I'm down in the belly of the ship doing all, all of the hard, you know, the work. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I'd love to, it's just not possible for the direction that I want to go. Yeah. Um, so this allows me to really get a feel for what that would look like since I'm just not physically there all the time. Um, and, and really just becoming the owner of the company and, and running the company. That is a really big mental switch to get fit, right? And going, I'm still involved in the work. It's just different work, right? It's just doing a little bit differently uh, as opposed to that. And and so what's interesting is that this move that you're making to Connecticut is all of the same steps that you would have gone through to try and move back from your location in Arizona. It's Uh just, you have to operate that way now because of Mm -hmm. your just of the remoteness of it. And so you you are building these muscles, you are going through these exercises so that you can, you know, that'll be a great learning experience to just slowly see, okay, this is how I apply that to the whole thing and start stepping back that way into into a different role. It is strange. (laughs) It is. is, I have to convince myself a lot. (laughs) Do you ever wake up in the middle of the night having an urge to walk dogs in Connecticut yet? (laughs) I mean, I'd love to when I'm out. I was supposed to be out there in August, but of course that had to be canceled. So yeah, hopefully I'll be out there soon. I'm hoping maybe November we'll see. But eventually my goal really is to spend more time there and, and, you know, maybe half the year there, half the year here. Um, and then, and then being able to be there physically and then, you know, maybe at that point I will walk some dogs and just kind of help out. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you that flexibility to see what role do I play? Um, what do I want to do? Right. It's not necessarily, mm-hmm. it's not anymore. What do I have to be doing? It's once I get these systems, these structures in place, then I can see what I, what I want to be doing and, and how I, I would like to fit in too. Right. And then, and then doing the pet sitting and dog walking. I'll be able to be a better, you know, boss and coach for for the pet sitters that I hire because I know exactly what it's like and what and what I want it to look like. So mm-hmm. it, it's just it's like a no-brainer just to kind of, you know, spell it out to them. Right. And not thinking, I mean, the hardest thing that I I really have been learning is um is training and being a coach because you know, it's all saved in my brain. And I, mm. in, in what you think might be common sense, um, you know, it's not like I'm learning more and more that common sense is not, I mean, it's so different for so many people and literally spelling it out. Like if you are cat sitting and you need to throw out a can of cat food, make sure you rinse that 
can out first before you toss it in the recycling or the trash because it's going to stink really bad. And then the owner's going to come home and like, what the heck did you do? Like, what were you thinking? That might be a no brainer for me, but for the pet sitter that you hire on, if you don't train them, they're not going to know any different. Mm. It doesn't make them a bad pet sitter. It's just, you have to literally teach them like everything. (laughs) And that, yeah, that phrase, it's common sense. As you said, like it's common sense to me because this is what I do. I don't have to think about this because I am who I am. And if I want other people to do that, I cannot assume that they have had the same lived experiences, they've been brought up the same way, or they view things Mm -hmm. the same way. So if I want them to continue to provide the kind of service that I do, the first thing that I need to get done is get out of my brain into black and white on a sheet of paper so that they can read and then I need to train them on that. And then that, that helps you step back and go, okay. I have offloaded my brain. They have that on a sheet of paper. And now I can go and do other things. It takes so much work doing that. And then and then being available for your clients or for your your team of sitters and dog walkers. I mean, I get so frustrated because if I have a really busy day or week or whatever with pet sitting visits and I get a call, somebody leaves a message and they're like, I really wanted to be able to talk to somebody. Please don't worry about calling me back. And, and it's like, yeah, it, I didn't call the person back because I, I mean, it doesn't sound like a person I'd want to work for anyway, but it, it you know, it's frustrating because I'm working so hard and then I get a call like that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a horrible business owner mm. and just not allowing yourself to, to get down that mindset, which is hard to do, but you have to lift yourself, you know, up out of the trees or whatever so that you can see the whole forest if you're down there amongst all the trees you can't see what you need to see as a business owner and you can't you can't be there for your team of sitters it, it's good to get down there in in the forest and work with them and everything but but not all the time <laughs> to tag on to that that Kristen Morrison example if you're supposed to be captaining the ship and steering it you need mm-hmm. to be in a position both 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 physically, mentally, emotionally, to be able to do that, right? If you mm-hmm. are stuck in the belly. Burnt out. Burnt yeah. out, right? Like you, you're, you're not giving vision. You're not you able to see. nothing left. Nothing yep. left. You're not able to see that big picture kind of yep. direction that, that the business needs that to be That big avalanche in. coming right in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so that, that too is just part of that. Like, okay, if I plan on doing this, if I plan on expanding and operating in this way, I know I need to change my view and how I yes. how I see myself operating. And that doesn't happen overnight. Yes, that that ha- happens over a period of time. We've mentioned them a couple times, but I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about about your team and your team members uh, and kind of brag on them a little bit. I think they're all fun. They're all so unique, and um, I learn a lot from them. We just. I mean, we just throw ideas back and forth and I I can really see it's weird because to see them actually show interest in like my company, this company that I created and throw ideas my way. And they're like, oh, you know, I'd I'd love to do this. We should really think about incorporating this into your company. One of the girls in Connecticut, she um, is really big in wellness and, um, you know, Reiki for animals. And she's like, I wonder, you know, could we add like a wellness package or something? And and then another one, we don't do a lot of farm animals. Another one's really big on horses. She's like, you know, we should add services for horses on there. And and at first I'm like, 
no, I don't really want to do that because I'm thinking of me. I'm thinking about me physically doing that. Like, man, taking care of horses is a lot of work. I don't want to do that. But I don't have to, me, do it anymore. You know, these people who I brought on, they're the ones that want to do it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. They all bring so much value to the company. Um, and they're all just different personalities and different views and opinions and, and create more of a, you know, a diversity to the company. Um, uh, and then I have a office assistant here that, um, is going to be helping me a lot with, um, a lot of just, you know, office stuff like emails and, um, hopefully eventually we'll get her set up on answering phone calls and, social media. She's like great on video and getting her to do more videos of walking dogs and different things like that. She's, um, you know, maybe more like in-person videos of like, Hey, I'm Allie and this is me out walking a dog kind of thing. Yeah. Um, cause you know, I really don't like to do video. Um, I just, I'm just so like picky about, Oh, like, look at how I sound or what I look like. And you know, again, like having somebody else be able to do that. Um, and then in Connecticut, I have my cousin, uh, Lydia. She'd hate me saying her name. <laughs> she's been amazing. And she's brought so many different ideas. Like this client, she literally brought to the company. It was somebody who she was caring for before I even brought her on. And she's like, let's bring them on to Paws and Claws. I'm like, no, you can keep doing them yourself. You don't have to do that. But she insisted. So we got him on board. And her taking him through the process while she's learning about, um, we use time to pet. So at the same time she was learning about time to pet, she was taking him through and she asked a million questions and I loved it. Um, and yeah, I just having that support is, I mean, I don't know how I went for so long without having the support. Yeah, it really it really sounds like that as you went through this process of yes, expanding, but also hiring people, it sounds like it was really um, energizing for you mm-hmm. and, and really um, got you excited again and, and allowed you to be, you know, start looking at it creatively and thinking of new ways yes. of doing it. Yes. It's, it's cleared up my brain to be able to be creative and think about new ideas or re- restructuring the company and it, yeah, all that stuff that we just don't have time to do. because We're just so busy with the day to day. Yeah. And, and I, I want people to hear that that is a really great side effect of bringing on yes. a help, right? Is because you yes. do start being able to free up <laughs> mental mental capacity to do these things that maybe you never thought you'd be interested in. But mm-hmm. after a while, when you have somebody else doing the work, you start going, oh, oh, uh, well, I can do this now. Like these things just, they again, they just kind of happen once you put in mm-hmm. that that initial work. So that's that's really cool to hear. And I'm uh, it's really neat to see how excited both you and to hear how excited your team members are to start doing some really cool things in, the, in both of your mm-hmm. service areas. Going through this, do you have future expansion plans, whether in you know just expanding out the existing service areas or, or do you have another state you want to go work in? Probably not another state because it's always <laughs> really ever been Arizona and Connecticut. <laughs> okay. But I won't, lim- I won't limit myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, just nothing on the back burner now. Um, I would like to expand more so in um, Arizona. So the area that I live in, there is a lot of building happening, but it is a little bit of a smaller town. So expanding um, to a little bit more of those dense, denser areas, Mm. Um, really working on getting more of those dog walking clients, um, like regular pet sitting clients versus the vacation clients. We were 
pretty much all vacation um, based or not based, but we, we mostly had vacation clients before and our clients went on vacation like all year round. So we were really, really busy with vacation clients. It was never a concern of like, oh my gosh, are we going to fill up this month? Because we always filled up mm. um, even on the even on the months that most people don't go on vacation. I mean, it was just amazing. Um, so now, um, again, taking a step back and just kind of rethinking services that we offer. Um, but then also working on, um, I'm definitely taking a break right now with hiring. I'm a little burnt out with hiring right now. Um, but eventually hiring again into, like I said, more of those dense areas. Um, as far as Connecticut, it's just more about building the um, the service area that we're you know starting in, but maybe eventually filling up to the whole Litchfield County. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. It's really exciting because I'll bring stuff up to my parents and they're from there. And, you know, just a lot of memories will come up. And they're like, oh my gosh, like I remember this person at this location. And and even here in Arizona, I meet a lot of people from Connecticut. So we're able to like connect to a lot of things just with that. So thinking about this expansion process and the way you did it, what kind of big takeaways or maybe lessons have you learned that you're going to apply moving forward? Spending more time on nurturing those connections and relationships. That's um, I've made, I guess with that, it's just so different. Um, now even just having social media, I've never been big on, on going, you know, in person to vets and pet sitters. Cause my fear of, of being like shut down <laughs> always prevented me from going to different places, Sure, but being able to just look for different companies on, um, you know, social media, Instagram, or, you know, searching the different hashtags and then like so many pets have their own profiles and then just kind of commenting on their profiles, <laughs> just making sure again, like, okay. So repeating pretty much a lot of what I said, having a support system in place, you know, an accountant, people who have done it before you, even if maybe they didn't expand to a new, new location, just connecting to those people that are like, for me, connecting to other pet sitters that are in Connecticut, never stop asking questions, never stop learning always be teachable, become comfortable with making mistakes, make connections without the motive of getting business. Like I think that's the biggest thing. Nobody wants, desperation is not a a pretty look. So just make connections with um, other companies and people. Yeah. Without the motive of, of wanting their business or like, Oh, please like my Facebook page or please, you know, refer my company to other people or anything like just take that out of the equation completely and just get to know them or comment on, on their, you know, pictures or, or interact. If they ask a question on Facebook or their Instagram story or something, respond to that and, and just get to know them and let them, and let them get to know you. It gets back to that, what you started off talking about, of being heart-centered, of going, mm-hmm. this is how I would like to be interacted with. So I'm going to interact with people that way. I'm right. going to take a genuine interest in people. I'm going to put myself to the side and just get to know people. And as you said, like just just do it. Like just yeah. There comes a point where you can look at all the pros and cons list and make out make your spreadsheet and look at you know the 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 price per interaction and all that kind of stuff and and right. just. But just go, I, I can answer this question. Like I can like this post. I can leave a reply. I can, I can do that. And it, it doesn't take a lot of time, but it mm-hmm. shows 
that you are you are seeing people. You are just interacting to interact and have fun and, and treat them like another person. And it shows that you are a real person, like with what your point was before about not being a robot, with just doing it, taking that leap. If you have to turn somebody down because you're not available or whatever it is, that's fine. Like learn to be learn learn to um, be comfortable with saying no. So if you if you if you set up um, you know your website saying that you're open in a second location or you like one thing I did was I uh, I got two numbers so I have ours here for Arizona which is a business number not my personal number and then I set I set up a, another one for Connecticut because I wanted a local number I didn't like how it looked when I wanted to call somebody locally like here and it it's like a you know, a California number or something. Uh, I'm sure it works fine. But for me, I would kind of, I just, it just would throw me off. So I wanted a local number. So you do all the things behind the scenes. And and then um, you don't create a whole new website. You don't create a whole new Facebook page. You don't create a whole new Instagram. Yes, it's a little quirky because you know, it, it, there's still so much of your original location in there, but eventually that other location will, will build, you know, do the Google, um, the Google page where your business page on there so that they can search you there and work on your SEO so that, I mean, I'm still working on all of that. I don't come up right away, you know, just get set up there. Even if you don't have any sitters in place yet or whatever, you at least get the, cause you're not going to get hundreds of calls in like, the very next day to where you're like, Oh my gosh, like what am I'm losing all this business. Like we've gotten a handful of calls for that location. I mean, you just, if you're not available, you're not available, but at least you talk to them. At least they talk to you. They heard a voice and, and you just strike up a conversation with them. And if anything, it's like you leave them feeling really good because now you're setting yourself up, you know, to be, a company that that might be talked about in that location like oh my gosh i just had a great conversation with michelle at pause and claws they just opened up in connecticut and how cool is that like i had a i i posted on a local uh facebook group that i connect with a lot of local facebook groups that's another thing um and and i posted on there looking to hire and a guy from one of the newspapers in connecticut reached out and he did an interview and he put me on for the business spotlight for I think it was July 20th. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's just, just by putting yourself out there and it's amazing what, again, what just kind of happens on its own. Like I didn't, I didn't make that happen. It just happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it just, again, that just how, how inspiring that is that really does help you when you think of it in that way of the possibilities of good, of that can happen, that can come from that. And getting outside yes. of yourself and, and, and to, to kind of tamp down those, those naysaying voices that you have going on in the back of your head and just going, Oh yeah. I, I just like, I just need to get this done and just, and just see what happens. Absolutely. Everything kind of just snowballs like the snowball effect. Yeah. Yeah. It just, yeah. Total snowball. Effect. <laughs> I, I love it. Michelle, this has been a real pleasure. It's been a real joy getting to hear your story and hear about the importance of having a wonderful support team and being genuine and seeking that out in all that you do. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. How can people get connected with you and ask questions about more about your process or just, just see all the cool stuff that you've got going on? Yeah, thanks. Um, so you can go to our cool new domain name, <laughs> our website, 
is yourpetsitterdogwalker.com. And our Instagram and Facebook is Paws and Claws Pack. Um, and then you can email us at info at yourpetsitterdogwalker.com. <laughs> Very good. And I'll have links to all that uh, in the cool. show notes and some other stuff that we've talked about too along the way. So again, thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It's great hearing Michelle's enthusiasm for her new expansion, as well as how she's leaning into her employees, looking for their advice, looking for their insights into how to make her business the best it can possibly be. If you've been thinking about expanding to new areas or new states, Megan and I would really like to hear from you and how that process has gone. You can send us an email at feedback at petsitterconfessional.com. You can also give us a phone call, 636-364-8260. Tell us about your story and all the things that you've been learning. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Time to Pet, for making this week's show possible. Also, head on over to Facebook and join our Sitter Confessionals group, where you can join pet sitters and pet care providers from around the globe. Thank you for taking your time to listen to us this week. We'll be back again soon. Bye.